welcome to livealittlehigher.com. This week we begin the book of Aikra. It's the third book of the Torah, also known as the book of Leviticus. And the book of Aikra begins saying, Hashem, God, called Moshe, Aikra. Aikra means that he called. And Rashi explains that this uh, term of calling, no, sometimes in Torah, it says Hashem commanded Moshe, sometimes it says, and, and Hashem said to Moshe, but this is he called. And whenever this term is uh, used, it's a, it's a term that it's con has a connotation of affection. So there's a story that is told by the previous Rebbe, the, the, the Rebbe Yosef Yitzhak, uh, about the Alter Rebbe when he brought his son, when he brought his grandson, I'm sorry, that Semak Sedet, who eventually became the third Lubavitcher Rebbe, he brought him to Hader to school. It was the first time that this little boy came to school. He was around, I don't know, five, six years old. And, um, and he brought him to school. And among the points that Rebbe mentioned is that the Alter Rebbe instructed the teacher to study this first passage of the, of the parasha of Vaikra with the child. And after the teacher had studied the passage with the child, the child asked the Alter Rebbe, Rabbi Shneur Salman of Yadi, the first Lubavitcher Rebbe, he asked, why is the Aleph small in this word of Vaikra? So sometimes in the Torah, you're gonna see most of the time when you look at the Sefer Torah, you're gonna see that the, the words are more or less the same size, like they're medium size. And sometimes there's words that are extra large and sometimes uh, uh, letters that are extra large or letters that are extra small. So in the case of Aikra, the Aleph, which is the last letter of the word Aikra, is a small Aleph. So this boy asked the, 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 the grandfather, why was this Aleph so small? So the Alter Rebbe went into a state of meditation of the Vekus, and after a long time of meditating on this concept, he came with this answer to his grandson. So he said that Adam, the first man, was God's handiwork, and, um, and according to the, 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 the Talmud, it says that God testified that his wisdom surpassed that of the ministering angels. Like the wisdom of Adam was something that was never known. This was bigger than the angels' uh, wisdom. But Adam knew his own greatness. He was very self-aware of his greatness. And he, overcome, and he was overcome by this awareness to the point that he fell into sin by eating the fruit that was forbidden to him. Because he felt in a certain way that he was bigger than anything in the world and that he, he, he could go against Hashem. So Moshe, our teacher, on the other hand, we know he's known for his greatness. And what is his greatness? That he was the most humble man on the world in the world, that there has never been anybody like him uh, in the stature of, <clears throat> of being humble. So not only Moshe was a great man, he was also of a great stature. He was also a person with a, a lot of qualities and abilities, but he was not overcome by the awareness of his, of his grandiosity. He was, this, he didn't pay attention to this. And the difference between him and Adam is that instead, <clears throat> he humbled himself 
through this, what he did was that he said, he thought that if any person who was not Amram's son, Amram was Moshe's father, and would have come as a seventh generation from Abraham Avinu, from this having this, this, um, this uh, ancestral merit, that person for sure would have been able to do a better job than him. And this was the way he saw it. He saw like, I didn't make myself, Hashem made me with these qualities. He gave me a mission in this world. I didn't choose my mission, he gave me my mission. And because Hashem made me fit for that job, I was able to, to do it. But if there was someone that would have been born with the same qualities and um, as I did, maybe that person would have been even better than me. So God states in the Torah, the man, Moshe, was exceedingly humble, more than any person on the face of the earth. No matter how long a person's stature and how simple he was, Moshe would measure himself against him, thinking that if that person had possessed the positive spiritual qualities with which Moshe had been endowed and had not earned through his own, and had not earned through his own work, and his ancestral merit, the person would certainly have been better than him. So this was his outlook of, 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 on life. This was his outlook, the way he looked at people. That's why he was able to have the patience he had with the people of Israel, with the children of Israel for 40 years. He was their leader and he shepherded them and he had patience with them because he, he, he realized that he was who he was because Hashem made him that way. And if Hashem would have fashioned someone else the way he fashioned Moshe, maybe that person would have been better than him. And this is a beautiful outlook to have in life when we get discouraged by other people, when we expected someone to be a certain way, or we have high expectations of others, and others don't and don't don't do or end up doing what we expect from them, how, how we think they should behave. And this is the way, the way that Moshe looks at people, this is the way that we should look at others. Like, oh, you know, if that person would have come from a family like mine, and maybe he would have had my education, and he would have had <clears throat> my personality and my qualities, maybe that person would have been better than me. And, 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 and who knows what he has gone through? Who knows how he's fashioned? Only Hashem knows. So there are, there, in the Torah, there's three types of forms of the letters. In the Torah, as I said before, in the Torah you'll see that there's average size letters and you're gonna see little letters, miniature letters, and big letters. So the Torah is written in the average size, most of the Torah. And this is Benoni letters. This is what we know as the Benoni letters, which is the, this is the intent that each one of us should have in our lives, is to be an intermediate man. And what is an intermediate man? He's a person that struggles in life, that has a Yetzer Hara, has an evil inclination, but nevertheless, he struggles, he struggles, and he always prevails. So he, in, in action, he is like a tzaddik, but internally he has a battle, a continuous battle. And this is what the Torah is conveying to us. So, the, so what it's saying also is that through the Torah, a person can reach the level of a Benoni. When one follows the guidelines of the Torah, when a person lives 
Torah, when he is a walking Torah in this world, he can come to achieve this level of Benoni, which is a, 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 is a level that is really, it's an effort that a person does. It's not like he was born like that. It's the contrary. He's born with all these bad attributes and, and, and has good also, but he's always battling the evil within him and he's always uh, doing everything he has to do according to the Torah. So it's the action, what is important for this person. But Moshe recognized that he was not this person. He was not a person that had to battle anything inside of him. He was just the way he was. He, he was patient, he was a shepherd, he was a leader, he knew people, he understood people. So this was his makeup. And so, so we see that the, that the greatness that, that Adam saw within himself, it was a different type of looking at himself. He saw himself as like, oh wow, I'm such a great person, you know? And when a person is arrogant in that way, and he feels like he's better than everybody else and he has it all, then that's when a person can become vulnerable and become uh, vulnerable. The Yetzirah will come into him, will attack him, and he will fall. In the um, Tanya, in the first chapter of Tanya, the, the first thing we learn when we're learning Tanya, the book of the, of the Alter Rebbe, it says when a baby comes to the world, an, an oath is administered to him where it says, be righteous and not be wicked. It, we make a promise before we come down here, our neshamas before they descend to this world, we make a promise, be righteous and not be wicked. And then it says, but if the whole world views, views you, sees you as a righteous person, regard yourself as wicked. Like don't think you're the last Coca-Cola on the desert. Like understand that you have within yourself capacity for wickedness. You do have traits that can bring you down. And this is, this is the point here is that Adam didn't recognize that he could fall. He didn't see that he could do things that could make him not good. He, he felt like he was on top of the world. And this is something that we really have to work on. And this is something that really, this is Pesach. This is the, 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 the whole work of Pesach, before Pesach, when we're cleaning our homes from hametz. What's hametz? It's this leavened food that grows and um, it's the, egg, the ego. It represents the ego. And when we're cleaning our homes, physically cleaning our homes, and we're looking for hametz in our homes, we're not cleaning, cleaning for dust, we're cleaning for hametz. Many people go crazy and they start cleaning their closets and doing spring cleaning and taking off all their old clothes. This is not what, what we're supposed to do. Then so, so many people get overwhelmed with the preparations for Pesach. But if you keep it in, in check, that what you're looking for is hametz. You're looking for traces of bread and cookies and, and, and pastas and, 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 and cake in your house and you're cleaning your house of the, all these things and you're, in, and you're cleaning and you're koshering your kitchen and you're changing your dishes and you're changing your pots and your whole house has a turnaround. Inside of you, you're gonna have that transformation because for a person to be able to keep himself humble, he needs to put the ego on the side. So for eight days, we're forbidden from owning and eating bread or anything that's leavened with the purpose that we're gonna ingest this matzah, this flat bread, 
and we're gonna nurture our souls with with uh, with with humbleness and this is the whole point and that's the the true meaning of being able to have a joyful life when you get rid of arrogance because arrogance is the uh, ego is the number one uh, uh, roadblock to your success so in this story there is on the surface a point that requires a little clarification why was it necessary for the alter rebbe to mention and indeed state first the lengthy description of adam the first man and the explanation of why an oversized aleph is used with regard to him and this seemingly unrelated to the explanation of why a miniature aleph is used in parashah vayikra on the surface it would appear sufficient to say that the miniature aleph in parashah vayikra is an allusion to moshe's great humility furthermore the explanation that the miniature aleph in parashah vayikra alludes to Mo moshe's humility is stated in several of the commentaries of the Torah. However, they do not mention the oversized Aleph used with regard to Adam. So now that Semaxede had not learned this concept about the oversized Aleph, he had never heard about the oversized Aleph, he had only heard the concept of the little miniature Aleph. So what the Alter Rebbe wanted to teach uh, the Semaxede is that Adam, this oversized al uh, Aleph that is in the in the in, in Bereshit, uh, which gives the description of Adam Harishon, really is that he really was a great man. It's not to minimize him. It's not to make him look bad. He was really a great man. He had greatness within him. He was a great man. But what the Alter Rebbe wanted to teach the grandson from a very early age is that greatness, really, when a person is so great, he really has to be very careful because it can really get to your head. And, and that's the lesson that he wanted to convey to his grandson, who eventually would have was gonna become the third Lubavitcher Rebbe and a leader of a generation. So he had to have this ingrained in, inside of him, the understanding of the importance to always look at life and look at people and look at yourself with the eyes in which Moshe regarded himself. So, so we see that the Alter Rebbe in the Likutei Torah himself discusses the difference between the miniature Aleph and the oversized Aleph with which the name Adam is written in Divrei HaHayamim and explains that it indicates the greatness of that Adam actually was greater than Moshe Rabbeinu. He was greater in essence than what Moshe was. And there he explains that the oversized Aleph refers to Adam as he existed before the sin. So this was before he ate from the tree of knowledge, that he had such greatness. It only lasted him a few hours because he was really created a few hours before Shabbos. He was created on the sixth day, right before Shabbat, right before the seventh day. And uh, God told him like, you can eat from everything in this garden except that fruit in the middle of the garden. That tree, don't touch it until Shabbat begins. You, that's your Shabbos food. Don't touch it before and he couldn't he couldn't, like, what? I have all this food I can eat, but that one, that one I cannot eat? And that's exactly the one that he wanted. So we have to know that this is human nature. This is how we're wired. It's not our fault, this is the, the makeup. That we're always gonna want whatever we don't have. What, 
We can have everything in the world, but if there's one thing we don't have, that's the thing we want. So we see that with regard to Moshe, by contrast, the Torah states, and Moshe could not enter because the cloud had rested upon him. He could not, could, could not enter the land of Israel because the cloud reflects influence from a very sublime and awesome level. And, um, and we understand that he acquired this level, that Moshe Rabbeinu, through, through his trajectory of, in his life, he, he started being great, but he became even greater. So it is possible to offer the following resolution uh, in which the, the explanation to the Tzemach Seder, in which the Alter Rebbe was not merely answering the question that the child had asked concerning the verse. Instead, he was primarily concerned with educating him, the Tzemach Seder, and explaining to him the lesson in our divine service that can be derived from the miniature uh, Aleph in Parashas Vaikra. So his concern was not so much about what the parasha really was conveying, it was the, what the, the humility of a person is so important, that a person is constantly working on this midah, on being, on being a person that recognizes that he's not made by himself, that everything he has, everything he owns, his charms, his intelligence, his beauty, his beautiful voice, his, everything a person is, everything is a gift from God, is a gift from God. And today in this world where people are so ashamed of being who they are, because today society makes you feel bad if you're a certain color or if you're a certain social um, standard or, it's the way the world is right now. And the Torah comes to tell us, like, you, you should not feel like that. In reality, if you have greatness within you, Hashem gave greatness to everybody. Everybody can be great in their own, in their own little part of the world with what they have, because Hashem gave that to everybody. But you are responsible for your greatness. Like, He gives you this, and that's your responsibility in the world. And this is the way in which we can really be who we are meant to be. But if we minimize ourselves because society, because, oh no, this person's gonna feel bad that I'm like this. No, that's not humility. At the end, that becomes arrogance. So, so to, to finish off and to, to come to understand this concept really is that, that since the person, when the person recognizes his positive qualities, then he has to become really uh, humble to the extreme. A person has to be humble. But humbleness is not that the person walks like this and he feels bad with people and he, he doesn't express his greatness. Humbleness means that he recognizes where the greatness really comes from, that he recognizes that it's God, Hashem, the one that gave him these gifts. And when you recognize and you're grateful for it and you live up to it, then that's when, when you, you acquire such a distinction. So I want to wish you a, a beautiful week and remember, live a little higher. Thank you.